Asia Centro, and this is my new I Am Your Father podcast that I do as part of Asia Centro for my, uh, I guess, daddy blog. Uh, just as a disclaimer, I Am Your Father podcast is not about Star Wars, though I am a Star Wars freak. This is more about me being a father. So today's topic that I wanted to talk a little bit about was something I wrote prior to all of my uh, podcast stuff. It's something, one of the first blogs I wrote for Asia Centro. Um, looking at kind of how being a journalist, by the way, I'm a journalist, um, has to, being a journalist and being a father sometimes gets you kind of dealing with news that maybe you'd rather not. And it's interesting how the same news that maybe I covered 10 years ago, uh, even you know more recent than that, impacts you a little differently now when you got a little kid running around. And it's all tied to the idea of the shock that comes with covering news sometimes that maybe a lot of people don't really think that we feel or think that we deal with. And it's not anywhere near what cops deal with or firefighters deal with. Those people see the worst of the world, basically. And, and I don't know how they do their jobs, honestly. But this is more just from a newsroom standpoint. And people who read the news and re- read the news recover sometimes probably don't realize or forget or don't care, honestly, that sometimes it's weird. It's hard for us to cover the stuff. The stuff that it's hard for you to read, um, oftentimes it's hard for us to cover. And it all goes back to what I used to call the mom gasp. And I wrote about the mom gasp on AZ Central. Um, and that mom gas is something that I used to see a lot of before I had a kid where I would be in the newsroom working, um, doing a lot of breaking news stuff. And so somebody would come over and be, you know, something happened to a kid. In Arizona, it gets really hot. Uh, you know, it gets hot everywhere, but in Arizona, it's ridiculous hot. So right around June, May, right around there, you start seeing stories about dogs or pets and children being left in hot cars. Some people just either forgot or weren't thinking or whatever. So the mom gas would oftentimes be tied to that. You get somebody who run over to my side of the newsroom, um, and I just happened to be surrounded by women at the time. That's why it was moms who I, I attributed this phenomenon to. You'd walk over and somebody would be, you know, for instance, a child was left in a car, a, a boy or girl, and, and, and the kid died. And you'd get in the newsroom a wave of, like, gasp. It'd be, you know, it would just be really, 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 like, shock and sadness that would kind of go about my little corner of the newsroom and I used to kind of sit there and 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 be kind of confused by it right because I realized that these parents were having a reaction to a child dying in a car that was a little more personal than than somebody like me right so I don't want kids to die in a car it's really sad it's really horrible when 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 something happens to a child or a pet or something because of someone else's you know for lack uh, just basic negligence in some way or another it's it's it just sucks but when you have uh, a child, uh, I've learned since, that it's a whole different feel that you get. So the moms would kind of get really sad. And, and and I realize now they would internalize this whole thing. And it was an interesting thing to watch parents kind of internalize the news that they were covering. And a lot of times, you know, it, it impacts how you do your job. Uh, there's tons of other cases I can cite, including one where a little girl was sexually assaulted. And one of the editors at the time who had, uh, I think he had one boy, now has two. His face was his face was completely pale, and I remember just being totally like confused and and kind of upset at the time, honestly, that he wasn't moving faster, which is really sad piece of news that it was kind of our responsibility to cover. And that's the thing about breaking news when you're covering breaking news from a newsroom; it's your responsibility to figure out what's going on, to tell people what's going on. And there's this tremendous interest generally on the on these kinds of stories, the really sad stories that we have to write about. And edit it and report and post and all that stuff. It's really sad. And if, unless you're a parent, it's kind of or somebody with a kid in your life. It's really hard to 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 feel anything other than just general communal shock and sadness, right? But as soon as we had our son, you know, a few months after that, these stories start coming in, and and it really starts to kind of have an impact on you. 
But it honestly wasn't really until he was at least two years old, and this is a while ago now that this happened, where working on Sundays and or Saturdays, and we had reporters covering something, and we got wind that two two children, uh, a pair of twins, it turns out, um, had died in some kind of water accident. We weren't really sure what had happened. We just heard that there was a water accident. Something happened, and, and the pair of twins had died um, near where I live, to make it worse. And then as we started to kind of report a little more and figure out things a little more, we got wind that it was uh, a mother, and that she had this accused of drowning them. And I, if I remember right, she was also accused at the time of trying to get to a third one, and the family members finally stopped her. And that story, for some reason, hit me really, really hard. And it hit me in a different way that I hadn't been, you know, affected before. And it was because the, the the kids were about my son's age. At the time, it was two, I think. And it was just an immediate impact of what what I like. I could picture these kids. Like, you're right, you, you put faces on, on children. And generally, it's usually your, ch- your child's face. So when something happens, good or bad, um and you read these stories and you report these stories, you start to immediately internalize your child or the child that you love, your grandson, nephew, niece, granddaughter, and, you know, whatever child you have in your life, you immediately start to kind of put that child in that situation. And it's a, just mind-numbingly heartbreaking sad to read about these kinds of things and to do it from the standpoint of a parent. It, so it seems to me it just, it's just weirder. It's harder to do. And that's been the case throughout since then. You know, every time we get these really bad stories that we have to report and I have to post now that I work in the digital part of AZ Central, it's a different feel to it. And I read the stories and I just get, I just get sadder, you know, and, and there's a sadness among us when something like this happens to kids. Um, when some, There was a thing in Glendale here in Arizona where these two girls were killed at, at a shooting in, in the school. And, and it was just sad. It was sad to read about kids, you know, these two girls basically getting killed and, and, and murdered and there's a, the word murder suicide was thrown about and it was really just sad to read because a lot of us in the newsroom have kids who are teenagers a lot of us have newsroom and have kids in the newsroom who are adolescents and toddlers and you get a bunch of people working in the place you're going to have a wide variety of, of kids and ages and parents and you meet some of these kids you see them on Facebook and and it's interesting it's really sad and interesting to, to see how the newsroom can react to these kinds of stories um, when really bad things happen to kids we all kind of gasp now, and, and I'm in the gasp group um, because we immediately think of our own child and we immediately think of what would happen to us and how we would feel if that were our kid and what we would do if our child was somehow in that kind of accident, you know, God forbid, and, and, and the, how our world would kind of just come crashing down. And to do it from our perspective, from a journalist's perspective, can be rough, you know, generally, Um you know, not not so much so that we're you know, it's just it's just rough. It's rough sometimes to have to call a reporter, or send a reporter. From an editor standpoint, it's rough to have to send a reporter to this kinds of scene. It's rough from a reporter standpoint that I've had to go and report these kinds of stories and ask the kinds of questions that we really don't want to ask. Like we get a lot of we get in trouble a lot from readers. Like how could you do that? Why would you ask those questions? Like we don't want to, man. But we kind of have to. Like it's our job sometimes to go and ask the really mean spirited, seemingly mean spirited questions of people and their worst, 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 worst point of life, essentially. And though for some people, it'll never get worse than that. And we're, there we are trying to get questions, knocking on doors, leaving cards. And I know I've seen journalists and I've been one of those. You don't want to do it. And you go and you knock on the door and then you go back in your car and you're just super sad. And, and the ones who I've seen journalists with parents, with parents, journalists who are parents who have to write these stories and report these stories and then go somewhere else and cry, you know, just really bad stories. You have to go somewhere else and cry. And again, I don't understand how first responders do it. Like first responders that I've talked to 
who have kids, those people are on a whole nother level of humanity. Like they have to push all that down, deal with all of that, and then watch the world. Basically, they have to go watch the worst of the world, oftentimes with children, and and go home to their own families and feel a real sense of sadness. I think, and from our standpoint, from a newsroom standpoint. We do see that, we do feel that, and it's really, really weird now to me how just having a kid completely changed and completely continues to change how I view the news, how I cover the news, how I help post the news, and all of the stuff that we do in the newsroom. Simple thing of having a kid really changes your perspective on all of that and, and makes you see things a little differently. It makes you feel things a little differently. You, you, you feel things a lot harder. You feel things more personally than you did before. Um, it's, it's interesting because it's the same thing as like when I had a dog, you know, you have dogs and you see about homeless dogs somewhere you see, but you have that same reaction to your pets. Right. And, and when I see and read about a dead child, you know, God, I hate reading the stories with kids that have cancer. It's like your worst nightmare and the parents who are living it, you know, God bless you. And, and I don't know how you get through it, you know, but to, for us in the newsroom to read those kinds of things is, is it just changes you. It rewires how you view the news it sometimes rewires the questions you ask. Honestly, you sometimes get a little more uh, diligent with your questions. You want to know more. You're interested in more because of your child, because of how could this have happened? Like when you put a face to the news, when you put an age to the news and, and a little baby who walks and talks, who was the same age as my son, when something horrible happens to this child and it's the same age of my son, I want to know immediately how in the world could this happen? Why did this happen? How can we stop this from happening? And, and it just makes you it puts a greater sense of urgency to the questions that you ask. Um, and you know, I think it's, it, that's a good thing inevitably, but it's also a really hard thing for us to sometimes manage and deal with. So the mom gasp, the mom gasp is real. It's a real thing. And it's weird that I have to now deal with it. And for those of you who know, who know me growing up, who knew me before I had a kid, it's not something I ever, ever, ever would have considered to be a thing for me. I used to actually, I really make fun of people who did it, but I used to just be confused by them. Cause I was like, your kid is fine. Like you're, your kid is not the one who was left in the car. Your child is not the one who was underwater. Your child is not the one who was neglected or abused. And it's it's someone else's kid. It's not yours. How in the world could this like have that kind of effect on you? And I don't know. It was weird. It seemed it seemed odd and and a weird inter, uh, experiment to me to to talk to them about it and to figure out how how could they be so sad about it. And now I just realized, for me personally, I how I am now sad by these stories is just because I immediately see my child's face. And that makes me sad. It's a, you know, it's a bad thing. So the mom gasp is real and it's real in my life. It's real. I think in everyone's life. Uh, and I see it in our readers. I see when they respond. I see on Facebook, when we post on Facebook, these kinds of stories, the readers, how they respond. There's an overall sense of sadness when something bad happens to a child. And that sense of sadness is not immune or it's not, you know, non-existent in a newsroom. We feel it all the time. Um, we, we see it all the time in our stories and story we post, how we edit and how we report. We absolutely feel that sadness that our readers do feel. So just wanted to get that out. Wanted to let you guys know, uh, that the I am your father podcast is going strong. You can find me on Twitter, Louis Villalobos. You can find, uh, on azcentral.com, which is a media outlet here in Phoenix. I'm doing daddy blogs and stuff. Hope everybody's doing well. And as usual, from now on, I will leave you with a little bit of positive reinforcement. Take care. and Thanks for listening. Bye. Yeah.